And I'm John McLosh for the WDMA. Let's get into it today. First, something from Vodafone. I like this one because it was, you know, not the kind of Christmas commercial you usually see with snowy, snowy streets and Christmas lights. Here we go. I'm not sure what this has to do with Vodafone. Oh, brother. I think that's a little more milk than most coconuts have. There's a Santa hat, at least. I don't know. Maybe this... Oh, this is in Fiji. I want to go to Fiji. There's even an Orthodox church there. Fiji. Look, look. They got a Christmas tree and lights. And everybody's there. That's where I want to go. How cute is that? Get a light. Okay, I guess I don't Are you know looking for presents? This year, the presents are going to be big. Win big this joyous season. Oh. We are giving away a quarter million in cash this Christmas. An offer. Vodafone. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Sorry. I watched it a few days ago. That's um that's one of the winning commercials. How do shoppers make their way to product pages? <clears throat> okay. How did, this is from Jeff Taran. This is a comment he made on LinkedIn, which took me to another place, which is helpful. Thank you, Jeff, from from uh, Gunderson Direct. <clears throat> so how do shoppers make their way to product pages? You know, you'd expect, as Jeff says, you'd expect search engines and, you know, typing somebody's URL would be, you know, Kohl's.com you know, or Walmart.com. That's what I usually do. Um, but down here, 21% said, printed advertisement they also have magazine newspaper article which would be a printed advertisement in my brain if you had a printed magazine as opposed to if you didn't you didn't uh, it could be just an article so it's not an advertisement so are these printed newspaper advertisements and here's just an advertisement we don't know what okay so if you combine these 26 percent 21 percent you come up with 47%, which beats search engine search. No, it doesn't quite, but it's almost. But, you know, nowhere is mail to be found. Yeah. How about QR code? Oh, no, that says QR code in store. Okay, so it's a little bit of a, of a complex graph that's hard to say what's what. Uh, I commented on it that, you know, is, print, is printed advertisement direct mail? It might be, but I think it's funny that they won't say it, right? So, um, so the backstory or whatever this marketing charts has a link in it, uh, and it talks about product detail pages and how they underperform as landing pages. Now, if I'm looking at a particular product, if you went to the trouble to put a QR in the product image, then I would hope you'd take me at least in the vicinity of that product. Uh, some people do. Catalogers don't usually do that. They don't usually put the QR code in. And uh, Design, I always think Divine Toscano. Design Toscano uh, went to a lot of trouble and um, and implemented an app where you would download the app and, and every product would go to the product page every product printed in the catalog and they got absolute I don't know that they got any downloads but 
if they did get a handful of downloads, they didn't get anybody actually using the app inside the catalog. So be careful how you do that. Use the use the most the most generic QR code you can because people know what it is now. Uh, don't get cute with you know it reversed or you know there there was technology where you could make every picture into a QR sort of, but you couldn't tell it was one. Uh, wrong, I would say very very wrong. Um, and one of the things I liked about this chart was that it showed that product detail landing pages had, once you got there, once you got to the thing, the average conversion rate was 1.5% to 2.9%. I mentioned this yesterday, which tells me that, you know, if you get me to your web page from some other source, um, that the response rate is, you know, after after you take out the bounces and all the rest, uh, is about the same as just mailing a catalog and, and getting an order. Um, and if the Google pay-per-click is $5 and the bounce rate is 50%, you're spending $10 per person. If you sent a catalog to 100 people, you'd be spending $100, right, for a dollar a piece and 2%. Okay, this was an interesting article. It looks like I didn't mark it up. Uh, Google search ads spotted in compromising places, according to TechCrunch. This is a long article, though, from Natasha Lomas. And um, it says that, you know, that your ads appeared in, uh, this is an an Iranian site that's been blackballed or something. uh, But your Google ad came on there happily. Here's a porn site somewhere in here. There's a porno, it says porno crescetto or something like that. Uh, and the it even mentions powered by Google. <laughs> and it looks, but it looks kind of like a, a porn, I don't know, website on top of a porn site. So it actually kind of works out, I think. Um, looks like a competitor. Yeah, it's a different name. So anyway, the point is, is that when you're using Google AdWords, you might get a smorgasbord of where the placements are. Google won't tell you who's all in their network. Uh, They do their best, I'm sure, and sometimes it lands in funny places. Uh, The last article I wanted to talk about was a good article. How to combine Google ads with other channels to retarget, nurture, and convert. This is from Adriana Stein, who grew up in the U.S., I think, but lives now in Germany. And she says, you know, there's a lot of ways you can use Google ad retargeting. Watch out where they place it because they can place it wherever they feel like. Um, and you won't know pretty much unless you go through the really detailed stuff at the end. You have to export it to an Excel spreadsheet, I think. Um, so today's buyers have thousands of options to choose from and hundreds of companies competing for their attention. Running an ad and expecting consumers to go directly to purchase isn't a viable option. It's entirely obsolete unless you're mailing a catalog, right? In which case, people get it. People get it. There's stuff in here that I could buy. And if it's stuff I need or if it's stuff I want or if it's something I'd like to give for Christmas, voila, right? Works like crazy. Uh, it's unbeatable, almost unbeatable. And those who keep mailing basically are still in business. And those who went over to the Google uh customer journey are basically out of business but anyway so um but you could be much more effective by retargeting and nurturing to stay top of mind with your audience now here's what i want to underline until they're ready to make a purchase why is that so important 
Well, because from the very beginning, the Google, the Google ad network, the Google ethos, the, the whole advertising ethos on digital was we'll get your ad in front of a buyer that's ready to buy. We'll get it there right now. You can't do that with mail. We didn't even, we didn't even think about it. We didn't even try. <laughs> we mail something valuable. It lays around until, you know, you've got to, to <laughs> you've got the call of nature and you decide to sit, sit in there and page through my catalog. And so it's, when it's, it's, it's even better when you're ready to buy. It's when you're really ready to buy, right? Instead of the ad that comes up just because I searched on, uh, oh, I was, I was, <laughs> I'm looking for some more powerful glasses for for this show so I can read the fine print a little better. And uh, I ordered some. And so all of a sudden now on Twitter, I'm getting all kinds of reading glasses ads, uh, just all kinds, a, a bunches of them. In fact, I talked to my landlord about the water softener and how it needed salt a couple of weeks ago. And the next day, I think, I got an email about a salt supplier in my vicinity while well, he's in Madison and I called him up just to see if he actually did that you know did did he have a program that if you mention water softener salt you'll get an email from him he laughed and said no he couldn't figure that out but it just it's too perfect is that a thing this whole myth mythology that we can get you the ad and necessarily make you purchase because we put the ad in front of you. I have already purchased, most likely, right? By the time I get to, to eBay, that was, I was looking at, at uh, reading glasses on eBay and it came up on, on Twitter. Yeah, in my feed. What do you know? Right? But I'd already done it. Okay, so we're going to talk about what, what retargeting is. Well, retargeting is, you know, when you go to a website like eBay, it can follow you around. Now, most likely, it's, all, um, the, it's too late. So if you think that you can real-time target me while I'm looking at a product on somebody else's website, not likely. Okay, not likely, right? Because I'm already buying. I already decided. I'm going to buy something, right? And and so so which works better long term? Staying in the customer's mind till they're ready to buy and already being there so they know where to buy and how to buy. You know, if you're mailing monthly postcards about furnace inspection, furnace repair, emergency furnace service, and my furnace goes out, guess who I'm more likely to call? You, right? Then some ad that comes up after I've already gotten it done, right? Put a magnet on it. Put a magnet. When your serviceman comes, make sure he puts a magnet next to my, you know, sticks it on the furnace. Because I don't remember who I called, darn it. Uh, you know, I, maybe I do if you mail me every month, but I might not. Okay. So retargeting uses Google Ads to bring users back to your website after they've taken a certain action, such as visiting the site, which isn't much. That isn't really an indication that I'm, you know, a loyal customer for you from another channel or engaging with an ad previously, okay? Most of the time, this is a display retargeting ad, okay? So it's easy. We, we basically, we, we, you know, third-party cookie, we follow you around. But when you visit, if you visit eBay or if you visit, um, let's do Cabela's because David Bear always 
wants me to mention Cabela's. If you visit Cabela's.com, you get a first-party cookie. And the Google Sandbox idea is basically that first-party cookie, when it goes to another site that has Google Ad, Ad Logic on it, it will see that cookie and can, and can retarget Cabela's. It doesn't have to follow you all ever, everywhere. It just, they give you a little piece of text that said, I visited Cabela's. And then when you get to the next website or days later, uh, and another site that's connected with the network in the Google sandbox is going to say, oh, I see some of these, I see some, ad, some sites they already visited with first party, you know, they're not called cookies anymore. They're calling them something new, but essentially a little text message that in there that says you visited Cabela's, you visited Land's End, you visited uh, L.L. Bean, whatever. And now an ad comes up for that. Okay, so then you get a display ad, and that's how it basically works. And this is what it looks like. We're awesome, and you should come back and read more. <laughs> that's a terrible, terrible headline. Okay, how does buyer how, how does this relate to the buyer journey? Well, people get hung up on the idea that retargeting ads must generate conversions. You know, why would you want to track it? Why would you want <laughs> Why would you want to show the incremental lift? Right? Why would you want to directly connect it when you can just say, well, we influence the purchase and probably do it in a way that's relatively untestable. But again, maintain awareness, right? Maintain awareness. So after a user has shown interest in it, it's a good target market, right? Retargeting ads nurture. What does that mean? It keeps it in your head. It keeps it in your head that, you, yeah, you looked at that. Whatever it is, you look at that umbrella on, on L.L. Bean or something. So in the future, what does this tell you? This tells you it's not really the way the digital crowd promised. It's not like that. No. The whole attempt to be there when, I've de when I'm making my decision is impossible. It's silly. And the only thing worse than that is the idea that I can predict what you're going to want next. And I can get there before. Because I don't know what I'm going to want next. right? I don't know what I'm going to buy next. What's the last thing I bought? I got my tire repaired because I had a flat tire. How are you going to get that? No. You're not going to do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I, I can't figure out what you're going to do next. Okay, when the user's ready. Right? You want to be there first. You want to be there beforehand with something that hangs around and has engagement. Okay, so abandoned carts is a great one. You can, I mean, it's really worthwhile if you abandon the cart. It's products you're interested in. You know, I would hope you get me back to the cart or get me back to the, back to the uh, actual items. Um, one thing that we, I wanted to, I better skip ahead here because I'm running out of time. Okay, one of the things they did mention was offline marketing. They did cross device. That's really creepy. You look at something on your phone, or maybe you're talking about it on your Google on your Google phone, and all of a sudden it pops up somewhere else. Okay, that's really really creepy if you ask me. But anyway, then there's an offline marketing to Google Ads retargeting, and this was very very almost childishly simple. It's it's so underutilized the idea of mail, but basically here's the example. You'd send a direct mail postcard to a restaurant's grand opening, and you offer and you have a unique QR code, and you direct them to a Google landing page, and then the landing page can offer a first taste discount as follow up. 
but you can do that so many ways without Google. You don't have to do it with Google, but you can do it with Google. Heck, you can you can even upload it for uh, so that when it's in the mailbox, uh, if you rent the, the list with the email and uh, and the name and address, you could call them. You get the phone number, email, all that. Um, not for everybody, but for a lot of people. You can also once they land, you can uh, you could put them you could also put them concurrently you can upload your mailing list to google ad network and get it and get the ad coming up as they're getting the mailing piece okay you can also once they visit you can immediately when you're notified that they visited send them another postcard all of those things so that the article is overly simplistic but you know makes a lot of sense connect it with with Google. But I would say you start with mail, you finish with mail, and you're going to have the most effectiveness. Have a great day. Bye-bye.